Hi, I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome warrior, you're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Fertility Warriors. I am beyond thrilled to be chatting with you today, and I just can't believe where the year has gone. So I don't know when you're listening to this, but at the time of recording, it's like nearly November in 2020. And what a year. What a crazy, crazy year. So I'm kind of looking forward a little bit to the end of the year, but I also just want to slow down and enjoy what I've got right in front of me. And I'm a little bit excited about today's episode because I actually had this on my list of to-dos for the podcast forever, and I have a lot to say about ovulation. But also because I want to share with you a little bit of my journey of where I'm at now and how it's kind of different and kind of quirky and why I want to know what's going on with my ovulation. So I remember when I was trying to conceive and I'm sure that there like were lots of them, but I didn't really use any technology to track my ovulation. And I would sit there and do my basal body temperature. And I'm going to talk to you today about a lot of do's and don'ts for ovulation. This is going to be relevant to you if you are trying naturally, but also it might give you some clues as to what's going on if you are trying to conceive at a clinic, wherever you are, right? Knowing your ovulation can be so important in so many areas of your life. And we'll discuss that a little bit later. But I used to wake up every morning and check my basal body temperature using a basal body temperature thermometer. And when you check your basal body temperature, it's basically supposed to be before you wake, like almost like before you wake up. So before you've gotten out of bed or done anything and your temperature starts to rise, that's when you're supposed to check your basal body temperature. So you check your basal body temperature and what you're basically supposed to see is that you have like a spike in your body temperature and that spike indicates that ovulation has already occurred, okay? So that means that you needed to have had sex before then Um, and what you're supposed to do is be able to see whether there is consistency in there that you can then reliably be like, okay, so if I had a 20-day, so 27-day cycle and then you can say, okay, well, let's say I ovulated on day 14, then you know, like the few days before that was my ovulation window. And they say that the ovulation window, uh, like women ovulate, it's kind of like a 24-hour thing, but men's sperm can last for two to five days. So that's why they say it's a five-day window. And so it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't have to have sex like dead on ovulation, but you want to time sex to like just before ovulation, because once you've ovulated, it's too late, like it's done, Right. So you want to time it like at the time of ovulation, not after ovulation. After you ovulate, there's no use trying because the show has already happened and the egg has already almost like disintegrated, okay? 
So I used to track my basal body temperature every morning. And if you're in this space, I really feel you because number one, it used to be a pain in the ass because you're supposed to sit there for 10 minutes with it. And number two, I never really got like consistent graphs every time. There was like a bit of an up and a down all around. And I really was over. I still even have my basal body temperature charts. I was really over it by the end. But I would also be noting my cervical mucus. I got much better at checking my cervical mucus as time went on. And for me, in my head, I had a really consistent cycle. 27 days, right? So I guess I just kind of use like the calendar method to do it from then. There's two kind of major things that you want when it comes to period. One is consistency. So you want your period from day one till you get your period, 26 days to 34 days is what they would call like the normal range of a cycle. So if your cycles are like 35 days, they might be like, "Mm, that's a little bit too long. What's going on? Is it in the follicular phase? Is it in the luteal phase? And then try to work out what's going on because there's so many things that can go wrong and it depends on where it is in the cycle as to what it could be. If it's too short, things like the egg might not have had time to mature enough or you might not have had enough time in your luteal phase for things to happen. And so generally they would say like less than 26 days, okay, is my understanding. But the other thing that you want is consistency. So if one month it's 27 days and then the next month it's 35 days and then the next month it's 24 days and the next month it's 30 days, then that's probably not ideal. So you want it to be happening really consistently. However, if you use just a standard calendar app, then sometimes you can also miss ovulation. And they estimate that for varying reasons, up to 50% of couples who are struggling to conceive just essentially missing their window of ovulation. Up to 50%. So if that gives you any like hope, it's that if you're missing the timing, it's not just you. It's going to be bloody hard to do. And it takes a while to get that, especially like once you're consistent, that's fine. But then it takes a while to be able to figure out exactly like what's going on with my body at certain times and things like that. So when I talk about people missing their ovulation, window. It can be, you know, that they're judging it by, they're doing basal body temperature and you're thinking that when the temperature rises is when you should have sex and that's not true. So you, you know, duh, you should be a mind reader. Nah, you you need the, you need to have a consistent cycle length to then, and a consistent time that you think you're ovulating to then be able to like backtrack in future months. But some people are like some of the ovulation predictor kits, which is the other thing that I tried is, I went, I I bought the expensive ones from the shops, but then I was like super type A control freak and was burning through too many and too much money. Like I would just be using these things all the time. And I was like, nope, I don't want to spend money on this. And I went and got these cheap things from eBay, which were virtually useless. I do ovulate very consistently. I don't think I ever got a positive ovulation test from those things. And I freaking peed on them all the time. But they were cheap. (laughs) So... I use those like pee on a stick things. And that's the other thing. When you pee on the stick for the ovulation predictor kits, my understanding is that the line that you get needs to be darker than the control line. 
okay? So you can't just rely on any line. And what it's measuring is a hormone called luteinizing hormone. And luteinizing hormone basically is like a signal that in the next 24 or so hours, 24 to 36 hours, you're about to ovulate, okay? So when you get the LH surge is what they call it, it means like it's showtime. So all of our hormones don't just stay steady throughout the month. Like we start off the month basically at baseline, and then our estrogen increases, then we get the LH surge, then our estrogen starts to, I think our estrogen starts to go down a little bit, then our progesterone starts to go up, right, toward in the luteal phase. And that's also why you, you shouldn't take progesterone all cycle long because it's only really meant for your luteal phase. So for anyone taking like natural progesterone or something like that, don't. So I was using these like cheapo little sticks that never really worked either. And so that's the other thing that people can be doing. The other thing is that some people might have a really small LH level that isn't picked up by these urine tests, depending on what the quality of them are. So people can be just getting it wrong. And LH surges as well, like when you're using the cheapo progesterone kits, how do you know if this is the LH surge that you're looking for, if it's going up, if it's like going down, what's happening, like did you time it too late? Because you can have your LH surge at any time, not just in the morning. And some people have a really short window, some people have a longer window. So anyway, they can be a bit tricky to use. Uh, and that's why up to 50% of people get ovulation wrong. And it's really hard if you've got something like PCOS, because who the fuck knows on like a calendar app when you are supposed to know when you're ovulating. So my story, if you've been following the podcast for a long time, you will know that when Olivia was born, all shit hit the fan and my basically my uterus was like, fuck this, I give up. And like it wouldn't, after you give birth, it's supposed to start like contracting back into its original size. It just wouldn't do that. Like, And so basically just blood was like, squirting out they tried all these other things to get it to work and it di and they didn't so I needed a hysterectomy uh, I lost like I actually lost about half the blood in my body how interesting is that and I want to let you know it's so super rare so don't think that it will happen to you because I so highly doubt it will happen to many people so don't worry that that will happen to you because that's super rare that it happened to me and I'm like totally cool with it these days I do have very much so a longing for a third baby, but surrogacy adoption is not the path for us. And we're choosing to be grateful for what we have. And I'm generally just grateful to be alive and to have what I have. Uh, anyway, so I've had a hysterectomy. So I can now wear white pants 365 days of the year because I don't have a uterus. But I am freaking desperate to know when I'm ovulating. I... I think I know, and I'll I want to tell you about what the past couple of years has looked like for me. After you give birth, like your body has a lot of recovering to do, and my body has definitely done that, but you can also have kind of hormone imbalances, and they can be signs of stress, of sleep deprivation, of all sorts of things that are going on with your body. But also, when I was going through fertility treatments, I mean, number one, I was super grateful for my periods, which I'd never really been before. I'd always like, you know, when I was, when I was in my twenties, you know how you get the pill and you can skip a pill. I'd like skip my pill for six to 12 months. Cause I never wanted a period. 
Anyway, now that I am have gone through fertility treatments and gone through this hyper-awareness of cycles and cervical mucus, I just would really like to know what is happening with my body. But also more so, I have really noticed differences in moods, energy, motivation, like not happiness, but like drive, right? And the more that I learn, the more that I learn that basically women are not tiny men, okay? We operate on a 28-day cycle. We basically operate on a like a moon-type cycle. And when we talk about circadian rhythm and things like that, it's such a male thing. Men have a circadian rhythm. Women have like these cycles that kind of sync with the moon or that they're supposed to sync with the moon. If we had apparently, supposedly, if we didn't have artificial light and we just focused on like the daytime and the moonlight and stuff like that, all women would basically ovulate and have their periods in sync with each other and in sync with the moon, supposedly. So, But I have really noticed that there are certain times when I feel extroverted, I feel like I've got the personality, I feel like I've got the energy to go out there and socialize and do this and show up on social media and be all the things and do all the things and create new stuff. But there's other times when I kind of just want to crawl into a hole and I want to just be really insular and with myself. And I am starting to really honor that in my life. I'm honoring that like in my diets. I, you know, like I don't do fasting or anything like that because I don't feel like, I feel like it's a really male thing. Fasting is a really male thing to me. And so I really try to focus on this, I guess, womanly essence or the the way that women's bodies are designed to be. And as I said, I noticed, you know, these things of like, sometimes I've got really high energy and motivation and drive and sociable and all of that kind of stuff. And there's other times when I'm not like, I just want to kind of be with myself, be alone. And I don't really want to focus on creating new stuff. And I'm desperate to know if that is my cycle. Right. And I think it is. I've been, I've sat there and marked it on a calendar a few times But here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to do what I did last time. I, you know how you do something for a while and then you're like, I never ever want to do that ever again. That's how I feel about basal body temperature charting. Never ever want to do it ever again. And I do want to tune into my like moods and feelings or, and my cervical mucus. I think knowing your cervical mucus can be one of the most powerful tools you can have. However, I want something more concrete than that now. And so I have partnered with Mira. And can I tell you, I receive, you know, like advertising requests and stuff like that. I've received like so many apps and um, like trackers and things like that that have approached me in the past for partnerships. And it's just never worked out because they're just, it's not what I'm looking for. And the, literally one of the only companies that I've ever partnered with, I did a, uh, like a podcast thing with Mira before, is Mira. Uh, and the reason for that is because like generally in my life and my whole outset, I don't have the time to waste time. 
I just, I don't even care. Like, can someone just tell me fucking if I'm ovulating or not ovulating, right? But looking at all of the, as I was talking about with things like ovulation, ovulation predictor kits, I don't have the time to sit there and look at lines. Like so many people like message me on Instagram and in our Fertility Warriors support and chat group and they're like, can you see the line? Can I tell you? I can never see the line. I'm awful at it. I'm actually awful at like doing the lines. And so I did not want anything that was like, look at a line and interpret it for yourself. No way. That's so painful. What I did want though, was something that was clear. I didn't want something that was just going to generally measure a yes or no ovulation. Um, sorry, a yes or no luteinizing hormone. It's helpful for me to be, I want to really get a sense of it's starting to go up now and now it's peaking kind of thing. And now it's going down in line with things like my cervical mucus and stuff like that, that then allowed me to input that into like an app or something that then came and I could input all of that data. And then it can like remind me basically when I'm going to be ovulating again. And my intention is because that I really want to structure my life, my social commitments, my podcast interviews and things like that around that. And there's, can I tell you, there's so many women around the world who are syncing things to their cycles. But, you know, like I was talking to Devon Bayeza the other day. She's pretty much my business bestie. We're doing like a big business intensive thing together next year. And she has had a hysterectomy too. And she's had her hysterectomy because I think she had like stage four endometriosis. And I said to her, don't you ever, like, I cannot tell you how important it has been for me to try and measure my ovulation that I was like, don't you ever just want to know? when you'd be having your period she was like fuck yes because I just want to know whether I'm being a raging bitch for the sake of it or whether it's like it's acceptable (laughs) because I'm about to get my period so and I kind of that's the thing I want to know the same thing I want to know is this a normal thing is this what I'm supposed to be and this is the other thing about mirror and this is the number one thing that I think sets the mirror apart from all of the others they've got FDA approval to also check estrogen levels and they're in the process of getting it for progesterone too so that's what I want so what you get is like a I haven't started using it yet and I'll do an update episode and let you know how I went whether it was easy to use all of that kind of stuff but I've downloaded the app on my phone so basically what happens is you download the mirror app on your phone and that has all of the areas where you can look at like your mood I think it does mood you can, no, maybe it doesn't do mood, but you can look at like cervical, you can input cervical mucus, whether you had sex or not, all that in there. And you do like the date of your last cycle. So I've obviously put in a bullshit date in there, but you put that into the app. Then you get, you can like sync your app to your mirror tracker and then you get the wands, right? So the mirror tracker machine thing that you get, so number one, it syncs with your phone but it also gives you levels like low, medium, high of for your LH levels. So you can tell it's not like just a yes or no or a maybe or it's not just measuring. Like if you have a, a consistently like your LH surge is always like a lower level, it's going to pick that up as well. But then they have this option like in the future, they'll have these ones that can also measure estrogen and progesterone. Okay, so... 
for me, that's like what I intend to do is to get more wands as time goes on and then be able to measure those because that's really important to me regardless of whether I have a period, regardless of whether I'm trying to conceive, to know whether my hormones are in balance or not. So what you do is you get the wands and you just stick them into the machine. It says medium, low, high, and you input some of your other stuff and like you basically get a ovulation score every day, like one to ten or something. And it, you know, it predicts when it thinks that you're ovulating. And it can be like a just, I mean, you can use it for a couple of months if you're consistent to really get like that good sense of exactly what's going on with your body. And I feel like it just gives the concrete evidence of exactly what's happening. So that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm going, I want to try for a couple of months to test when... I'm ovulating and I'll take you guys for the ride on Instagram. I actually am guessing that I am about ovulation now, so I better use this kit pronto. It only came in the mail the other day, and so I'm just charging up the unit as we speak, and then I'll probably do my first test tomorrow. But join me on Instagram if you want to sort of see how I'm going, what it looks like, all of that kind of stuff. But it's so important to just get your ovulation right. The two key markers that you want to look for is consistency and the right length. And then knowing that too short or too long of either of those lengths is not right. So like your luteal phase, you want it to be 11 days or longer, like between 11 and 14, 15 days. Um, And then you want your follicular phase to be around like 14 days. So that's where we're at with ovulation oh, hello, I've missed the most important part, which is that what I might do is put put an ad in the middle of this, that I have a discount code for you for $25. So if you go to bit.ly slash Mira Warrior, so B-I-T dot L-Y slash M-I-R-A Warrior, and then you can enter the discount code Fertility Warriors, And then you can get a $25 discount. So if you want to join me, if you want to even just check it out, go to bit.ly slash mirror warrior. And that's where you can go and have a look uh, at everything that it's got for you. You can see what it's all about, what it costs. Like I will let you know, it's definitely not as cheap as the eBay ovulation predictor kits that I used to have, but I kind of am not available anymore in my life for dicking around (laughs) with cheap shit I like can someone just give me the answer which doesn't mean like I only drive a Rolls Royce or (laughs) whatever but it just means that I like I need the answer and I don't have the time to mess about with things that aren't accurate or that don't work which is why essentially I guess I've partnered with Mira because I want to try it out I want to see how it goes I want some definite answers as to when I'm ovulating on a consistent basis so that I can start to, you know, like structure my social plans and things like that around the times when I'm probably going to feel like going out and hitting the town and times when I just want to be insular and at home and watch movies and things like that. So hope you join me for the mirror ride. If you would like a $25 discount, which in Australian dollars is like $35, then bit.ly slash mirror warrior and enter the discount code fertility warriors and we can do it together. Have a great day and I will catch you at the next episode. Whoa, Nelly, don't go anywhere just yet. I need to tell you about a few more things before you go. 
first one is that if you haven't signed up to my Ultimate Fertility Library, then you're missing out. I have a library of resources just for you and you can get access at robinburkin.com slash library. There are cheat sheets, ebooks, meditations, affirmations and so much more and it's all free. Head to robinburkin.com slash library to get access today. And lastly, warrior, I'm not a doctor or a dietitian or a financial advisor. 